Oh, hi, everyone. Welcome to um, episode 18 of Photography Chat. Um, let me just get Leslie on here and we'll get started. Hope everyone is doing good. Um, there we go. Invite Leslie and we'll get chatting. Oh, what's up, JP? How you doing, man? What up, Zane? I got another SX-70 that I got to send to you. It's uh, kind of a weird one. It's not a happy guy. Word up. The trip's been good so far. Um, we had a bit of a... Um, a bit of a scare. So... Um, I had to get a COVID test and, uh, you know, luckily, um, I came up negative for all my COVID tests. So I am COVID free. What up, Leslie? Hello. 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 How are you doing? I'm good. I, I'm, it's 2020 and I'm still alive. So That's call that a win. A lot more than, you know, some... People. Three thousand Americans every day, yeah. Right, but they're doing mm -hmm. such a good job, you know. It's like a nine eleven every day, literally. So. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> I'm not going to go there. <laughs> I voted. I did. I did what I you had voted? to do. Well, I, I mean, could... you know, the choices weren't super great. You had a dinosaur or a uh, racist bigot hand puppet. You know what, though? Growing up in America, like, I'm used to that. I'm used to voting for the guy who's not as bad as the other guy. Like, See, I wasn't going to let your secret out that you're American. I was oh. going to just let it, let you pretend to be from Toronto and Canadian. But, you know, <laughs> from, from Toronto, then you would know yeah. I'm, not, I'm not from here. Well, no um, one's really from Toronto, are they? Just the five indigenous nations that... Uh, never actually ceded their land here but you know right yeah i'm just i am just full of good you know feel good facts i guess you know just a bunch like, of white folks that were like kind of like what you got here let's <laughs> right. do it yeah, they were like thanks hope you don't mind if i just here's smallpox yeah exactly here's smallpox <laughs> and whiskey it's a good trade, right? of, like you know decades of family trauma this is going to create speaking of plagues yeah Oh, so good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mentioned on the phone when I told you I was going to be late that I'm still stuck in Vancouver. Yeah. Um, but I'll be home on the 19th, just in time for a week off at work. Um, like Christmas by yourself? In lockdown town. Yeah. Christmas by myself, like a responsible human. That's being, good. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I have mean, some. I have some family who are like, on like their their COVID super spreader tour. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Christmas edition. Yeah, totally. It's definitely yeah. Thanksgiving into Christmas. Yeah. Someone should make like a super spreader ugly Christmas sweatshirt. And I say I don't say sweater. I say sweatshirt because I want it to be even more of a travesty. I want there to be puff paint on it. Yeah, there has to be. <laughs> With like COVID ingrained into the puff. <laughs> yes. 
So it's like, here, touch the piping so that you could like get extra. Yeah. Yeah. When the uh, good idea, I hope someone takes that up. Yeah. When the person called me today about my test results, they were like, all right, so just, you know, make sure to wear a mask and uh, wash your hands frequently and, uh, you know, don't touch your face. And I'm like, but I love touching my face. And they're like, nope, can't do it. You just can't. And I'm like, but that's what I've learned from the pandemic is how much I love touching my face and how much <laughs> I want to leave my house when someone tells me I'm not allowed to leave, but I never really left before. But now that I'm not allowed to leave, I really want to go somewhere. I know. I know. It's the sort of like lamenting about all the things I can be doing. And I'm like, wait, you're like a high functioning depressed person. What the right. hell did you even do? <laughs> yeah, what did we do in the old world? I don't know. I think we like once in a while um, got together and, and went on photo walks that where people weren't wearing masks. Um, yeah, it's so weird now. I know, I know. world where people didn't wear masks. We need the movie guy to be like, in a world where people didn't wear masks before the Rona. I know. It's really weird, though, because I, I haven't been going out much at all, but I did need to go to downtown camera to drop off some film. Mm -hmm. And I got down there early, so I just took a roll of film and went out, then just walked around and shot a roll with my mask on. And it's yeah. really weird getting this roll back of just, you can't see people's faces. And, and it's weird for me, too, with that, because, like, I read people's lips a lot to, like, mm. hear them. And so I have a lot of trouble hearing people now. Um, yeah, so I don't know if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself for the people that don't know. How oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm I'm Leslie. I'm uh, one of Merlin's uh, friends. Um, I best friend. I knew you were going to go there. And like, it's I, just, I, thank you. Um, <laughs> so I I am a genetic counselor and uh an academic um that's what they pay me for every day um i really like film photography and that's why i know merlin because we met at downtown camera it was a scavenger hunt that's thing. right yeah and when when was that early 2019 no it was yeah. 2018 no yeah because it was before um no it had to be 2019 no, because it was like winter time, wasn't it? it? But it was like early, early 2019. I feel like I've known you for longer, but... Um... I think it was like the winter of 28. No, it was 20. Yeah, no, you're right. It was 2019 because I already knew, I knew who Mike Bain was and I didn't meet Mike Bain until 2019. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. and so I was just getting into film photography and taking that up as a as a hobby because um, I needed another expensive hobby and so now I I would call myself like a self-taught photographer um, and I know people generally tend to use that in like a pejorative way um, but I don't care uh, I it's it's funny like learning it, it's I have a lot of thoughts on like learning something like film photography, especially learning a hobby that's very much male dominated. Um, tell me more about that. Tell, tell well, me, truly tell me how you feel about, I know. Um, you know, all of the, the, the white men with cameras. 
Oh my God. So it's, it's interesting. I have a lot of hobbies, a lot of different things and they, they tend to fall into like, there's the typically female stuff. Like I like mm -hmm. knitting and sewing and horses. And then there's a lot of the guy stuff, which is like, I play electric guitar and I like film photography and I have some fancy fountain pens and stuff like that. And with the male dominated stuff, it's like when you go to learn something, if you express that you don't know something, people treat you like you're an idiot, just like a fucking idiot for asking. Yeah. And I've, I found that if you go, like I was in my, in my self-taught quest to learn the basics, having only really done digital before when I was a lot younger, um, you know, I was searching and I'd get message boards, just wanting to know about like the exposure triangle or, you know, how do I, how do I, shoot when it's really snowy and my, my exposure is coming out all wonky and just I would read these like 10 year old forum answers from guys just like shitting on each other for even asking a question I was like oh it's this kind of thing isn't it well first so, off, you need to make sure you have a Leica yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was my first mistake there's your first problem that's my first problem yeah, yeah. so I see a lot of people and it's like, well, how do you get, how do you get like the proper, like, you know, pedigree for film photography or do you just, everyone must be kind of self-taught these days in a way, because it's not like you really go to school for it. Well, so. I mean, most people are YouTube experts of sorts. Yeah. I like Alexandria is like those forums. Yeah. Oh I, I thought that you, you might have a hot take or two and we can talk about that in your episode next week. Alexandria is going to be on next week. <laughs> nice. I'll have to watch that. <laughs> I will enjoy. Um, yeah, no, so there's a lot of YouTube experts. There's a lot of people. I, I, I know it all, it all masks like insecurity. Yeah, um, well, and there was that one creepy YouTube guy that put your yes! boobs in my camera my boobs on the internet. are the thumbnail. Yeah. Me holding your bronica, but it's really my boobs. Um, yeah. that, that guy made me uncomfortable. That was, um, what well, was the also, name again? I thought your F5 was a digital. Yeah, so, I mean, he was kind of a dumbass. Well, he he got in some like controversy with downtown camera too because he like filmed like a covert camera review of like a camera inside of the store and was like all like, "Ooh, I'm stealthy." And yeah, yeah, I I just yeah, you know, I. Well, I, I mean, JP, I I'd probably I'd throw you five bucks, you know. Sorry, that was uh, JP said that no one wants to show my boobs on YouTube, and you know, I, I'm yeah. Well, you know, it's it's there's 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 competition. There definitely is competition there. Yeah, and, you know, maybe you should start up an OnlyFans or something. I was I was just about to say that. I love this. This is why we're friends. <laughs> I was totally gonna make an OnlyFans reference. Well, I love that. Like OnlyFans is like we're not just for pornography um let's get really yeah so they're trying to get like experts and like other people on there where it's like you pay a subscription to like get like golf tips or like you know other tips and not just dick tips i mean yeah that, that's my next question well as I, I heard someone recently they're talking about like substack you know for people subscribing to emails and writers and someone was like substack is just only fans for writers and i was like well, there goes my plan to start a substack <laughs> Just do it anyways. Don't let them crash. I know. I know. It's fine. But um, yeah, no, it's, it's been interesting to kind of, to kind of learn in, in this world and environment. Um, 
I've learned some things from YouTube. Um, but I, I find like learning film photography because there isn't, I don't know, it's not a lot of people who do it. There's not like, you can't go down to like your local camera store anymore and like, I don't know. I don't, I don't even know how people learned before. Um, but any other popular yeah. thing, it's just, it's just learning little bits of information and then experimenting with it. And I'm kind of glad it's that way in a way that I haven't gotten like stuck into a course and like learning, you know, a specific style or, or anything like that. Well, and sometimes that's like the best way to go. Yeah. About what up, Eddie? He says, what up, everyone? Eddie is a dude I met in San Clemente at the film Padilla in the before time. Um, that was like one of the things that my film mentor Sabu said that he liked about, you know, sort of, I guess, mentoring me. He's like, you have no fucking idea what you're doing. You just go fucking do shit. And he's like, it's fucking <laughs> amazing because you just go do it. And you're like, oh, that, that fucked up. Now try something else. And he's like, I have like 30 years of like learning and all of this like shit that I have to like unlearn. And he's like, I get so jealous of some of the photos of yours that I see because he's like, I can't shoot something like that because I think too much. And yeah, like, but your work is beautiful. I'm just like garbage out here wasting money in film. <laughs> I, yeah, I do find like when I, I started getting into, into film photography and I had some people recommend me like, you know, you should look at the photos of so-and-so if you're learning how to do this. And I started looking at some of the, you know, better known um, film photographers and but I kind of, I kind of stopped. I didn't want it to influence me too much. So now I just, just sec. Onus, bro, calm the fuck down. It's like, there's no danger. Sorry. I... His name is Onus. Yeah. The burden of truth. The burden. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's a burden of something already. Yeah. 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 That's cute um yeah so yeah that's me and um yeah now I I picked up another expensive hobby but uh it's a good one it's it's endless endless learning endless things to explore um just really like working with film there's it's something fun. about it yeah that digital didn't have and maybe it's because like every single um, I don't know. Every single photo, it like really has a dollar value on it. So yeah, I don't know. There's <laughs> a lot of care that goes into it. And then like a lot of satisfaction when it comes out really well. I really feel that with, um, <laughs> sorry, cat's like not a burden. I will cut you. It's like, yeah, mm -hmm. but he's barking like crazy. You know what I'm talking about. Anyways. Um, now I completely forgot what we were talking about. I was talking about how you can assign a dollar value to every single Oh, yeah. Order. Polaroid is really bad for that. Oh, yeah. is it? Well, I don't know anything about Polaroid. Like, Well, you should have come to my workshop then, and I could have told you all the things without yeah, I could, Polaroid. I without mansplaining. I don't mansplain. Thank you. But yeah, I like you educating, don't. and I like sharing knowledge. It's fun. Um, but yeah, Polaroid's so expensive because it's like 30 bucks for eight shots. So it's right. like, there's really a dollar value on that, that shit. Yeah. So if yeah. I take a Polaroid of you, it means that, you know, you're special. Aw, shucks. Um, but we did, so I, I did post a, um, a thing on my stories, which um, some people pay attention to sometimes. And one person get, has a question for us. Uh, oh. Wootography, who, whenever I see their um, 
Instagram handle always makes me think of Wu-Tang. Well, yeah. He's like, <laughs> Onus, pipe down, bro. Um, anyways, um, they asked us a question. So we're both from Toronto or live in Toronto. And um, they want to know, where is our favorite place to go for a photo walk and what's in our bags? Uh, I think my favorite place to go for photo walks is, it's probably Kensington Market. You're so basic. I know, but I there's always that. interesting shit there. I've yeah. shot some best photos in, in Kensington Market. Kensington's fun. I, I yeah. like Kensington. What's in your bag? My, my camera bag? Yeah. Oh. Um, no, your purse. Like, dump it all out. We want to see, like, what's up. You know, I had to do that at a at a work team building thing for um, a, a former employer. And it was like a, a purse slash briefcase scavenger hunt. And I was just like, this is, this might get really awkward and weird. Um, anyway. Yeah, but I don't know. I would, if someone said something like that to me, I would probably respond the same way I did to my grade 10 English teacher when he told everyone to give ourselves a hug and say I like myself and I told him to get fucked and then I got sent to the principal's office because you know <laughs> you know what the fuck anyways yes. um, oh. my favorite place I I like Kensington Market but I also just like Toronto in general so I just always have my camera in the car and when I'm driving around if I see something interesting I'll stop and take a picture and Toronto never ceases to amaze in that regard. Yeah. And I was going to say about Kensington is it's, it's interesting in its own right, but it's also, you can just go off in any direction and be in like totally different neighborhoods and get a totally different vibe. So it's a nice place to kind of start. And then depending on what camera I, I have with me. So what's in my bag. Um, well, I have my, I have the Mamiya TLR in my bag right now. Um, but I've started carrying around that little candidate you gave me, the free one, because yeah. it's light. And it was free, so I don't feel bad if anything happens to it. Um, but that thing's, like, worth some Boku bucks. So it's like, just because it's free doesn't mean it's worthless, bro. I know, but out of my out of my cameras, it is the cheapest to replace if anything happens to it. That's well. No, I did fix it up. If you did have to replace it to buy a new Canonet, is they're a little pricey now. I know. Because hipsters, thanks a lot, hipsters. Yeah, thanks, assholes. Your damn sexy flannel. But I did. Uh, I did learn, and again from YouTube, I learned how to replace the light seals huh? and clean it all up, and did everything from a from a nice mansplaining old white man on YouTube. And uh, yeah, that was my pandemic skill early on. I replaced all the light seals in my my own cameras. So, so one like one thing I really did like with Kensington Market when I first moved to Toronto and I was shooting digital before I started shooting film and, um, you know, bleeding my wallet dry is I went to, um, Kensington Market almost every day and would go to Jimmy's coffee in the before time when we were allowed to do stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, one thing that was really cool about going to the market that frequently was, um, you notice it's it's almost like a living organic thing in itself the the market um because like the graffiti is always changing there's always new stickers like there's always different art there i love that yes it's yes. always different every time you go 
and and it's it's like response to like people you know this graffiti that answers other graffiti that's exactly well it's also like depending on what's going on in the world at that moment like it's a snapshot of like what what that is too and so like that was a cool part of the market but like toronto in general is just a really cool um city or like i guess metropolis to be able to photograph so we're pretty lucky on that um and then like what's in my bag um shit well um eddie called it the f5 so woodrow is always on there and uh i recorded a podcast last night with um some people called embrace the grain and um one of the reasons why they invited me to be on the podcast was um because they're F5 shooters and I'm an F5 shooter. So they're like, let's get all like nerdy about F5s. And I was like, okay. It's like the the cool kids have F5s. Um, This has been in my bag fairly consistently since Lomography was kind enough to give me one. Um, It's the simple use camera. It's reloadable. It's cheap. It's, it's reloadable. It's reloadable. That's why it's called a simple use camera, not a single. Not a single camera. use. Um, I, yeah. It, it's cool. It's shitty, and it's awesome. And like, I say shitty is an endearing term because it is yeah. a hunk of plastic with a plastic lens, and it only works in daytime because I think it's like f nine only. Um, mm-hmm. And it's amazing though. Like I've really loved the photos that. Um, I've gotten out of it and I've run like a dozen rolls of film through it so far. And was that the one you were shooting the, the purple on? Yeah. So it it was supposed to be Metropolis, but apparently there was a fuck up in the, um, there was a fuck up in the factory and a bunch of purple got loaded into Metropolis canisters and then it got out into the distribution system. And once it got out in distribution, there was like, there's no fucking way to like, know. But that would be so cool. I don't know. That, yeah, that, so it was wild because like fun. it says Metropolis like right on it, and I was like, I've shot Metropolis, and this does not look Metropolisy. But so either I'm having a stroke right now. Yeah, I love these photos. Um, yeah, but the purple was cool. I'd never really shot the purple before. I bought a bunch of rolls about it because um, there was like all this hype about it and I had them in my fridge forever and I ended up just giving them to Becca because I was like, it just seems gimmicky and shit. But then I fell in love with Metropolis. Like I really, really love Metropolis. And then that roll of purple that was originally in here, um, I kind of dug the purple. And one thing that's cool with the simple use camera, if you're shooting color is it has all these like little gels for the flash. So you can do some funky stuff like color tinting with the flash on it. And you can mix and match the things. And it has like this cool little legend on the back of like what colors mixing and matching does. Um, so yeah, I'd say like, I think they're like 40 bucks or something. It's totally worth it. Uh, I should it grab comes, one. Yeah, it, it comes with a 27 roll in it and then you can put uh, 36 in it. And um, it's been really fucking cool. Like what I like doing with it is just like running and gunning uh, for street stuff. So you just kind of like, because it's pretty quiet. Like, that's the loudest part of the camera. Right. But when you shoot it, like, this is all the shutter sounds like. Yeah. So, like, when you're just walking along the sidewalk, it's, like, fun to just sort of, like, have it and just kind of shoot it and hope for the best. And I even did 
something that's probably like a travesty level thing. I ran a roll of Sinistil 800 through. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I took the most, even more expensive than Lamography. <laughs> the one well, thing. The thing that's funny is like, I think the roll of Sinistil cost more than this camera probably. does it, itself. Um, yeah. Which it was kind of cool because like this camera only, uh, you, you can only put 400 ISO film in it because that's what it's set up for. Yeah. And so the Cinestill was like shot at 400 and I love the photos that came out of it um, on it. So like, it's been cool. Like I've shot uh, the Cinestill, um, Lomography 400, Metropolis, and I've shot a ton of the Ilford XP2 400 on it. And, well, I'm uh, going to, I'm gonna. I'm, you're you're selling me on it now. And now that now that I I realize the value of my little Canon, you know, maybe I'll just have to throw that in there. It's before. just a cool one to have in there. And then like other cameras in my bag um, are the. Uh, I usually have at least one Polaroid. So this guy's usually in there. The SLR six eighty. Yeah. A handsome boy. Um, and then lately I've also been trucking around um an sx70 i just picked up this sweet new old stock impossible case for it here at bow photo in vancouver if you're in western <laughs> is this Canada, sponsored is this is this a no sponsor? no it's not sponsored but I, <laughs> I like giving shout outs to places so like if you're in vancouver western canada and you're looking for a great quality place to buy film photographic gear um, you should hit a bow photo they ship <laughs> Talk to Nicole. She has like all sorts of great advice, but the SX70 is one of my main favorites and I really love the SX70. They're great. Um, that's usually what's in my bag. Um, sometimes in Instax when I'm uh, just wandering around and not yeah. being super saucy, um, I will give people Instax photos that I don't really care about or I don't know. But if I like you, you'll get a Polaroid. I like oh God, this like <laughs> That is the best comment. What's up, Christy? Oh, we've got a question here. Uh, oh, we have a question. Eddie the Laser says, did I hear the recent news about the F6? Was that, um, was that from the news that they stopped producing it? Because, like, I, they stopped producing that, like, a, last year, I thought. Because, like, the F6 and the, the Leica MP which stands for mechanical, mechanical perfection. perfection. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Not douchey enough. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, if I won the lottery, that would be one of the first cameras I'd probably go buy. Or... I probably, if I, if I were to get a Leica and had unlimited funds, I would just buy that one. Down or um, an M7 would be pretty cool. I like the, the Chrome M7s. Those look pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would, yeah, honestly, I'm not that um, having, I mean, I know the Canonet is not like the the best example because it's cheap, but I don't really like the rangefinder setup as much. Rangefinders, it, it takes some like getting used to, to to fuck with, but like I've got a Roly XF35 and I love that camera. It's, yeah. it's awesome, like especially for street photography. Um, that was like my main um, camera for a while for that just to have because like the shutter is similar to this guy where it's just like a click like that's it oh you can't hear the canon at, at at all like at all like it's it's completely silent like at first when i my first roll um 
I didn't even know if I'd shot anything. Cause I'm like, I'm used to like the big dopamine hit of like the Nikon shutter. Um, um, we got a question here. And question, my favorite. Has, what do you find out about the fridge? Let us know for next week's episode. But um, Kat asks, what is your favorite camera so far, Leslie? She's a beginner and uh, at, at photography and uh, dislikes the patriarchy very much. Okay. Well, um, hi, Kat. And um, that's, that's really great to hear. It's, ni it's nice to know there's another uh, fan of Smashing the Patriarchy in attendance tonight. Um, like, as a beginner, my favorite camera is not, like, super beginner-friendly, but I, I think it is the... I, I really like my medium format uh, TLR. The, and the, I know the one that everyone knows is the Rolleiflex from the, you know, Vivian Mayer had one, and I think yeah, Diana Arbus had one. Yeah, my problem with Rolleiflex, and not to get mansplainy or anything, is that, like, you can't change the fucking lenses. Okay, Marlon, if you'd let me continue, that was going to be my main point about why... <laughs> Why why I like the Mamiya is that you could swap out the lenses. I thought you liked the Mamiya because I told you to buy it. You're just, you're just, it's performative mansplaining tonight. I just. <laughs> I'm just being a dick for fun. Sorry. I know, I know. Love you. Know. Yeah, no, um, I, I, I do like being able to swap out the lenses. I love the medium format. It's, it's just getting that much more like real estate uh, in, in your photos and your negatives. And just things come out so sharp and beautiful. Um, Tell them about how you had to buy the, the eye prism because you bought your super creepy, stocky, long ass lens for that, that chonky boy. Because <laughs> oh, you're a creeper. <laughs> I am a creeper, yeah. You yeah. are a creeper. <laughs> I'm such a creeper, which is funny because I don't, you know, I did buy, I did buy a tele lens for it, um, which I actually have to get cleaned because it's it's a little sticky because um, they have the shutters in the lenses on those um but yeah i'm a i'm a creeper which is interesting because i don't usually identify as a creeper being a a small woman um but uh with the camera yeah i i will be going around and being like this is totally fucking creepy <laughs> i'm like you know there's children playing and stuff i'm like this would make a great photo and yeah which you can get away with because like you're not a bearded man lurking around a playground with a camera so if, if i took the <laughs> kind of photography that you took i would get arrested in like a hot minute or shot because i'm not white but they're like oh it's a white woman with the fancy expensive thing it's okay although i will say what's interesting with the film cameras especially with the especially with the, the slr not so much the the tlr is that you bring one out and people immediately are like whoa whoa don't what are you taking a photo of me and it's like everyone has their phone and i'm like as i if i wanted to take your picture and do something nefarious with it um you know i could take it with my phone or i could take it on this <laughs> roll of film i can wait two weeks for me to get that to get it developed get it scanned send it off around the world it's just people seem to have this i guess this hangover from the before before times when you didn't have such good cameras in your phones um, so I'll get that reaction sometimes with my Nikon if I'm doing street photography, but the, the TLR, like people don't really recognize what it is a lot of the time. 
And then you can also orient it, right? And you can just yeah, you get like, super. You're looking creepy. down. Yeah, you get super creepy with the TLR. Totally creepy, it, unless creepy. unless there's an upper middle class <laughs> white guy around, and that thing just emits like pheromones. And oh, the they're just, they're just like, onto it. They're like, they're like, oh, they're like, is that is that Hasselblad? No, no, it's a it's a mummy. Yeah, it no, was no, like, oh, I I is that a Hassy? You got a you got a Hassy there. They'll start dropping the names, and most of the time they're very respectful and they're just enthusiastic. Yeah. Um, once in a while, I'll get someone who'll be like, "You know, that's a film camera, right?" And I'm just, just like, "Wow!" You should be just like, "Oh shit, what?" I just thought, I thought there was like a fifty megapixel gigawatt machine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's, it's, I don't know. I I have had most of the time, you know, I I go around and I feel pretty pretty safe. And you know, for one thing, it is Toronto, like the the greatest probably one of the greatest cities to live in just for sheer like safety yeah. it's clean it's interesting um I well, love it's interesting you say that too because like walking around toronto and then like the last few days being in vancouver um like going out to get the covid test and then like since i've been clear and free of the roner um wandering around now um vancouver is like way fucking grittier and scary yeah. than like it is it is i yeah I, toronto just feels very clean and and safe and i will go to any part of toronto in broad daylight not everywhere at night and yeah alone but like it's i can't say that for most american cities that i've lived in well, but it's it's yeah it, it's usually not I usually don't feel threatened to when I have my camera on if someone stops me. I think there was yeah. only one time when a guy really started to make me uncomfortable um, where he was trying to and he's yelling at me from across the street and he's starting to kind of strike like pinup poses and be like, hey baby, you want to take my picture? So I said, I said, yeah, I'm going to take your picture. And I walked across the street and I told him to sit down. He's with all his buddies. He's part of the maintenance team at Sick Kids. So, you know, Great Children's Hospital, which is where I trained. So it's part of why I felt like I could do this. And I told him to sit down. <laughs> so I have a picture of a very sheepish looking guy in like, a, you know, in like overalls, just like. <laughs> Good. <laughs> but I just, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's part of being a woman and it extends to walking but around with camera as well. He'll probably like think twice now before he like catcalls someone out. I know, yeah, I know. You, you called his bluff. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it's not America, so I'm not, I wasn't worried about him, like, having a gun. Um, so. Yeah, well, see, like, I don't even... When when I'm in America, I don't even think about that all the time. So at Policon 3, the first time I went to Texas, um, <clears throat> these asshole kids were throwing shit at us from um, a second level of, like, a restaurant. And um, we were like talking to this busker and he's like, oh, these fucking kids have been throwing shit at me for like the last half hour. And so it was like, I flipped him off. I'm like, hey, can you fucking stop that? And they're like, oh, and they disappeared. And um, we crossed the street and my friend Alex, who she's a fantastic uh, Polaroid photographer as well, flavorful cork on the grams. Um, we're across the street and she sees the kids with this like dude in tiny short shorts with like huge socks up pointing at us and she's like hey it's those fucking kids again and so she like flipped them off and we're just like walking back to the Denton camera exchange uh, my friend Armand's store and we're like a couple blocks away 
from the restaurant and we've been talking about like how asshole people create asshole kids and like you know fuck readers it's genetics uh, That's yeah it, it kind yeah, of right. is. like you know <laughs> congratulations to you know alex or whatever and um but um as we're talking about like asshole people creating asshole kids i hear this like excuse me excuse me and i was like fuck and i turn around and it's the short shorts man he had followed us like four blocks and uh, like he had to speed walk to catch up to us because like we already had like a fucking block and a half lead on him and he's like excuse me why why did you flip off and say expletives to my children i'm like well because your kids were being little assholes and He's like, pardon me? And I'm like, well, they were throwing shit at that busker who's like just trying to like make some money. And he asked them to stop and they kept doing it. And um, we asked them to stop and they kept doing it. And so I yelled expletives at them and flipped them <laughs> off. And uh, he's like, well, they're, they're just kids. I'm like, no, they're little assholes. And he's like, well, and I'm like, no. Okay, so let's flip this around. Imagine if you were in my shoes and I was up there as an adult, as like me, but you're down there and I'm throwing shit at you and you ask me to stop and then I just keep doing it and then you start yelling expletives at me and I start doing it. You probably think I'm an asshole, right? And he's like, well, and I'm like, no, you absolutely would think I'm an asshole. So just because they're little doesn't make them any less of an asshole just because they're just little assholes and like maybe you should work on that before they grow up to be big assholes and uh you know maybe work on that man and he's like well i'm really i'm really sorry that my kids offended you sir um you know just have have a good day and he like sort of like went off and alex is like well that fucking went a lot better than it could have and I'm like what are you he's like dude you're in texas this is concealed carry land and i'm like oh shit <laughs> Totally forgot. I wasn't in Canada for a minute there. I know. It's, it's, yeah, it's interesting. I, I will definitely take more risks, I think, up here, even though I grew up with, um, I grew up in a, in a gun owning household. Um, both my yeah, parents. You're, you're American. I'm American. You're and my, America. my dad had, you know, really nice Nikons, and both my parents had really nice semi automatic <laughs> pistols. So, you know. Um, just, just very aware of these things. Um, as, as you should be, yeah. Yeah. Alexandria says that you're a queen. Oh, I agree. That's really sweet. Yeah, I felt really good telling that guy to sit down. I took his picture, and and like his buddies were were kind of laughing at him. Um, you should blow it up and put it up at sick kids somewhere. It would be really great. I should I should plaster it outside and be like, yeah, this this guy cat called me and. Um, Please give him a hard time. Or make some posters like, have you seen him style? <laughs> so, have you seen this asshole? Do you work with him? Yeah. Um, which is funny, of course, because I used to work at Sick Kids. I did my training there and I was actually friends with one like the one of the maintenance guys there for a while. You probably know them. But um, yeah, no, it's 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 going back to the, the gendered thing. And like, there are definitely times when I'm doing photo walks with you and I might go to a little less safer place just because you're like a intimidating big guy with a beard and tattoos and, and people really think not that intimidating, yeah but like people don't know that they don't get to know you and yeah because like I mean if there was ever danger I would probably throw you in front of it <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> no I'm kidding I'm, I actually, totally... I'm actually really good at emergencies <laughs> I do really well managing that whole thing um, 
but yeah no it's it's and it's I, I feel too like again like going back to the whole like going out with a film camera um and in Toronto Toronto's not like a friendly city it's not like Montreal where I no. feel like in the before times again like I could just like meet people and have a conversation and then end up going out to dinner with them and like being friends with them and just random people yeah and Toronto is just very much like oh why are you talking to me like go away I'm doing my own thing important busy important thing and fuck off um in, and that's the general tone so it is a little strange sometimes when people that i don't know especially like older men come up to me and they just want they're just excited about the camera but sometimes i'm like eh, what are you doing um you know so that's a it's it's been a different kind of experience seeing the city in a, in a different way it's like you go out with a camera and you get a different experience of the city probably say that for a lot of things but it's it's not only seeing it through the lens of the camera but then other people see you differently yeah um, they do. like a photographer um and they take a different kind of interest in you so for someone who i try not to draw attention to myself this is all of a sudden you get that attention so it's just it's just helped me uh just become more of a more of a creeper you know i i like, like how you're just like Pretending to be so humble and modest on this chat because it's just like you know it's it's really not the Leslie that I know out in the real what? world. You're so ostentatious and just outrageous and just like you know getting your camera up in people's faces all the time. And shit. I don't get my camera up in people's faces. I'm just messing with you. No, I know. I'm actually uh, yeah. I'd love to do that. I'd love to do portraits and I was planning to, to start doing that, you know, and then fucking COVID hit and I was like, well, there go all my plans. Glad right. I just paid for that membership to the dark room. Yeah. So <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Joined of... Workman Arts, like all these other things have all the classes. I, like, I joined know. Workman too. And then like G44 has been like, you need to pay for your membership. I know. But like, really well. like it's all, it's already been a year of where I didn't get to use the fucking dark room once. I know. Um, and now you want me to pay more money? Um, I went ahead and paid because I don't want to end up at the end of a wait, a wait list when it becomes normal times again. Also, yeah, I just bought an enlarger and I'm going to go get my shit out of the locker. Really? Yeah. So yeah. are you going to like set up at home? You're going to have your own like little dark room? Yeah, so it's going to be a little really romantic setup. I'm going to like set up the enlarger on top of the toilet <laughs> dude what, dude what what are your membership fees gonna be my membership oh for my bathroom yeah for your bathroom darkroom club you can work something out if it's competitive with g44 man i mean it might just <laughs> yeah well it definitely won't be 180 dollars a year yeah um can i store my chemicals in your medicine cabinet for an extra sure, why bucks? not i mean yeah you will just you can fucking you're more than welcome at uh you know chateau de bathroom <laughs> right uh that's yeah. uh that's great that's well, cool it, though yeah I, it's neat. and it's because i'm a huge nikon whore um ransack the universe which is a really cool instagram page if you're in toronto um they have like used goodies all the time and he had this nikkor um enlarger that popped up and he originally wanted like a whole bunch of money for it but then he was like oh it doesn't have a lens and I was like oh shit like I really would like it with a lens and then I didn't message him and then like he messaged me a week later he's like this thing's fucking huge just like give me x and just take it away 
and X was a really good price. So Excellent. I went and, and grabbed it. Um, but then I was like, fuck, now I have an enlarger without a lens. But Armand was like really sweet and he sent me up a lens for it. And then we were in Valley Village before lockdown and when we left uh, for the West and I found a timer for it. So I got like a fancy uh, digital timer. So it's even fancier than the ones at G44. But right. I missed out on this, like he had this dope retro Ilford safe light that oh. I missed by one person. Uh, which would have been cool. So I need to get a safe light and some trays. But like, I'm like 80% to having a dark room in my That's bathroom. That's awesome. So, you know, you're totally welcome. Um, you know, you have to like spray for pubes every once in a while, probably. But right. <laughs> it is a bad well, thing. you know, I will expect a discount um, for, yeah. for that. Yeah. Um, family discount just for you. Totally, totally. Yeah, that's what, that's cool though. I, uh, that's the kind of thing, like, in, like, 30 years when I can afford to buy a house, um, I'm totally gonna, like, you know, put a dark room in. Yeah, your bathroom's way too small to pull it off. I've, I've oh, seen. it's, it, yeah, no, no, not, this is, would not happen here. Um, yeah, no, when, like, you know, I'm glad that I only had a number one when I was visiting your place, because, like, a number two looked like it'd be difficult to navigate. <laughs> <laughs> that, was that... <laughs> No, I think it was after we finally got the landlord to replace the old toilet. Um, no, it was the old with, toilet. Oh, was it? Yeah. Because we had the old one that sat out on our front, in front of the building for like a week before they finally called the city to pick it up. So I took some dramatic photos of it. With nice. the camera. Just really to, like some very like, some very like art student, you know, sort of mood photos of an abandoned toilet. As you should. Um, I, so no Toronto, students. I think should be like, the capital of abandoned toilets because like <laughs> i've never I, noticed I have, it in, I have a story <laughs> you do because like i've never noticed it in any other city but like you drive anywhere in toronto and you can just see fucking like hordes of abandoned toilets like what the shit <laughs> what the shit indeed no someone at the on my street like replaced their toilet and they had set it out you know for the city to come pick it up and then like a day later someone else had brought another toilet and then so there were two of them and then like a day after that there was a third one and the people the owner of the house it was their yard they had to put a sign out there that is like please stop leaving your toilets on our on our lawn we just have the one please stop coming by and i was just like how many are gonna pile up it was only the three but i yeah it's just yeah it's i think it's a toronto thing it is. It, it kind of get a kick out of seeing them because, like, they make me think. Do you remember the IKEA lamp ad? Yes. <laughs> I, I kind of feel like that towards the toilets sometimes when I see them just sort of like abandoned there. And it's winter yeah. there right now too. You guys have snow and shit, right? Uh, yeah. I haven't been out of my apartment in a few days, so yeah, right. I, I think it's starting well. Yeah, just the whole working from home and working from the spot. Um, yeah, yeah work, work still thinks I'm in Toronto, so shh. Oh, right. Hopefully they're not watching. It's a good thing, like, none of my management is on my social medias. Cause, like, yeah, I'm kind of hoping that my students are not watching this. Um, but I guess it's not so bad if they are, or if they end up watching it. Well, I mean, it's good that we didn't talk about, like, your crack problem that, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> My my secret uh, criminal record, all my felonies. Um, 
So what is it like, what drew you into film originally? Like, well, um, so I, I mentioned that my dad, um, my parents had guns, but my dad also had Nikons. Uh, yeah. So my dad was really in the photography. He, so they were around growing up. My dad was actually really likes astrophotography. Okay. He almost went to Africa when he was in university to photograph an eclipse. Shit. They got really sick from the typhoid vaccine. I remember <laughs> you that story, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so he couldn't go. Um, but yeah, so I kind of always had an interest. And then I, I got a digital camera when I finished university, because it was the early 2000s, and really liked it. It was just a pretty cheap little Canon, you know, basic. Um, enough that small enough I could carry it around and, and take really good photos. And then... Um, Right about like 2018, I had been super depressed for like two years, um, like functioning, but like d d very depressed. And towards the end of like 2018, I was starting to get better. Um, and one of the things that started to happen was I started getting interest in a lot of my hobby, old hobbies again. And one of them was photography. And I was just sort of like, I should, I should start taking pictures. And I was, I was looking at like mirrorless cameras and I was gonna, you know, buy one. And my partner was like, well, why don't you take that old Nikon film camera that's in the closet? And I'm like, what Nikon film camera? <laughs> Turns out there's been sitting around for like 15 or so years, this pristine Nikon FM3A only had one roll of film shot through it. Um, and I was like, well, this is a really nice camera. I should, I should learn how to do this. And so I went and I bought like a, a three pack of Kodak Ultramax and, right. um, Classic. Classic color, 400, you know, and just barely looked up how to use the thing. And because uh, I'd never done anything besides like a point and shoot with a film camera other than mm -hmm. when I was a kid. And on my first roll, like through pure just beginner's luck, I got this fantastic photo. It's still one of my favorite photos. And it was enough of like a hook that I was like, holy shit, I took this photo. <laughs> And it was so much luck getting such a good photo out of it, but I was just hooked into it. And um, I find that with film, like there's, you have to, one, I like to learn things. And so learning all the different aspects, um, figuring out how to do something, trying to practice it and master it and adding in new skills that appeals to me. But um, I think I think just with film, it's, um, it's like a different, it's, it's, it's like a different craft. Like I have no slight towards digital. I'm not one of those people who's like, Oh, digital's terrible. Like I, you know, when I go out and see my horses mm -hmm. and I, if I ever bring a film camera out there and horses are absolutely terrible models because they keep moving around and they like to lick the lenses. Um, they, uh, people are like, why don't you just shoot digital? And I'm like, if I did this professionally with horses, I would absolutely be using digital. But, um, I think the more I got to know film, like there's just that sense of achievement of when you learn a new skill or when you get get to know a particular film stock really well mm -hmm. and you know how you can use it and know that double X has a narrow exposure latitude and be like, I'm gonna take some really interesting architecture photos and I want that massive contrast. And, you know, just to decide what you want and have it come out that way. Um, I think also there's this element of um, you know, people throw a word 
around mindfulness a lot. Like everybody should be mindful. And, you know, if we all slow down and we're more mindful, we'd all be happy and all that bullshit. Um, but I find that with, with, maybe that's true with film photography, I, I find myself doing all that stuff that you're supposed to do, but doing something that I enjoy because you do have to slow down yeah. and every exposure costs like a few bucks essentially. And unless you're just going to burn through a roll, I mean, you have to frame the shot. You have to, yes, yes. Yeah, Mr. Dubosano. I always burn through the rolls. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, that's fine. <laughs> that's why you spend a lot more money at Tata Camera than I do. <laughs> well, that and like I always get the same day because like I'm impatient and you're way more. Yeah. Beautiful. Like I'm, I admire your ability to wait for the econo because like I've stopped like, though since did. I got since I got the director job. It's it's I'm like yeah I'm a. I'm only an assistant director, but still, I can I can pay for same day now. Oh, I'll okay. take that extra. I'll take that extra two dollars. Haven't you done well? I know. Look how far I've come in life. So um, yeah, though, but I it's it's that you know slowing down, looking, framing a shot, deciding what do you want in focus. You know how much, like, get you know are you trying to freeze movement are you trying to get certain lighting like it's just it's all those things that are going on about being observant and everything and it's it's just been really amazing for my mental health and i you know i think yeah. also it's just there's so much i enjoy it so much and i think it probably puts my brain in that healthy zone to like go out and um you know if you look at like therapy and psychology and stuff there's psychology really grew in the western world at the same time that in parallel with photography and you see there's all this like shared language right about like looking yeah. at things and you know film was like moving pictures were happening kind of like at the same time as like psychoanalysis and all these things so there's all these the language is really shared about looking through a dis different lens or like watching yourself as a, in a movie. I don't think you could do like a therapy session or a textbook without using all these photography terms. And to me, I find that really interesting. Um, but I, I think it's, it's just a very similar process. You just and, need yeah. to look through a different lens, Leslie. I know. <laughs> <Just laughs> seeing things through like a rose colored glasses and all this, all this stuff. But um, one, one thing that I really dig about photography is just like the the history of it like the mm -hmm. shooting these cameras that are like decades old that like who knows what it saw before we got them and I, uh, I really I hope mine saw saw some some like boudoir photography I really hope the Mamiya was did some oh the Mamiya classy porn yeah just, like Ben's yeah. camera probably didn't see much of it oh no no that was literally the one uh, roll but um yeah I was visiting I, my friend oh so go ahead Mm. I was just elaborating on um, my hopes for the Mamiya's history as a, you know, boudoir photography assistant. Anyway, but go on. I was, I was visiting my friend Clint here. He's the proprietor of Space Lab in Vancouver. If you ever need um, interesting movie props or um, random shit that you just never knew you needed in your life, but as soon as you see it, you got to give him all your money. Hit up Space Lab. But he always has really cool shit. This thing here, which was like, it's a Kodak film thing from like Winnipeg Photo from, I 
think like the 60s or something. Like it doesn't even have a date on it, but just so old. Like, um, yeah, here's like a photo that he gave me from that stack. It's from October 1969. And like this dude's like, check out my fucking watch. I got a new watch. He's all like dapper and shit, but he's like, check this watch out though, bro. And he's like, uh, 1961. Uh, this is Gail at age 14. It's weird. I have some probably wow. dead ladies photo. Yeah. Yeah. I... Um, but that's what's cool about like photography stuff is like there's just so much history to it. And why don't they do this anymore? Like that's so cool. That it's got the date right there. You can. I know. Can you see it? Focus. Yeah, I can. Yeah, focus. I can't focus, but I know, and I've. I've got a big pile of, of photos that were my mom's passed around to the family. And I've got to ask her some questions because there's like, this was in like rural Kentucky and like, I don't know, forties or something. And there's some, there's some interesting looking uh, characters holding, holding like six shooters and uh, looking like they're, they're doing business. So I was like, okay, <laughs> but it's also cool to think that like, this is a, it's like a physical medium, right? Like this, actual yeah. thing was there and like the negatives right those were little little silver particles that were changed by the light that day um yeah it just it feels it has the sense of permanence that you don't get with with the feeling of a, of a digital image that's just ones and zeros and maybe that's like a kind of a romantic way of, of thinking about it but i like the i like that that sort of yeah that way of looking at it sort of leaving a, a tangible mark on the world through through you know shooting on actual film yeah i think that's what's really cool about film well on polaroid especially is like the tangibility yeah. of it so like this this color one actually has a twin because you know my shtick whenever i see someone i haven't seen in a while i take two polaroids and right the game is they get to pick the one they want to keep and i keep one to remember that moment with them so I got yeah. Miley Clint. I did find it a, a as I was going through these family photos and stuff. There is a picture of me as a toddler, a Polaroid wow. of me holding a Polaroid. So wow. it's like little meta me. Like, I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. That's like an inception kind of thing. I know, I know. I do remember being a very small child and the excitement of a Polaroid. That's well, I, I mean, I think we all were small children at one time <laughs> yes it's it's that's the general um progression Sorry. i i have not been sleeping well and um i'm kind of losing my mind a little bit over here aren't we all aren't we all really <sighs> yeah i mean um 2020 part two is going to be so much fun i you know, I don't think 2021 is going to be here until January 20th. And they swear in the next president in the U.S. Well, I kind of feel like we're living in, like, the shining kind of world. And we've just always been here. That is also possible. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, it's it's been a year. And it's just sort of like take everyone's normal coping skills and healthy things that you tell people to do, like go for a walk or get together with friends and be like, don't do any of these things. You'll all kill each other. So. Yeah, just stay home. But I, I know, stay home alone. Have to, or people are going to die. 
yeah. It's a lot of pressure. I mean, it's still going to be a super spreader Christmas. Like, who are we kidding? You know? Well, they're already seeing the spike from Thanksgiving in the States. That's why 3,000 people a day are dying. So Yeah, well, and I just, before jumping on the um, chat, which I was late for, um, I saw a thing on my Apple News that was just like, um, current lockdown measures in Ontario not working. You know? Yeah, no shit. And it's like, yeah, because everyone's so tired of being locked at home that they're not listening like they did in the first lockdown. Wow, they're not enforcing them. And then yeah. there's all these big loopholes for businesses that are like, you can be locked down unless you're at Walmart. And then do whatever the fuck you want. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a sober, sobering time. Um, and then also the... Oh, the not over the nose masky people like what the shit yeah the the anti-maskers and that's that's another thing i've heard about it and because i work in the states for a university in in the states and um i have colleagues who are there and they're talking about yeah, it. yeah. they're getting <laughs> harassed in like the grocery store for wearing a mask what yeah people are like yelling at them we did have some people look at us funny, like when we were going across the country, we did have a few spots where people weren't masking and they were like looking at us weird. And <clears throat> one of Cat's uh, friends um, works for like parks and had heard this story of, um, well, and some other people heard the story too about like this bartender in Banff that tested positive, knew he was positive, went to a Christmas or to a Halloween party knowing he was positive and then like you know proceeded to like just make out with a bunch of people <laughs> and um it almost shut bamf down because like so <laughs> many people that were all at this secret party that wasn't supposed to happen were all part of the service industry <laughs> and they all got sick and, and, they, like, oh, and cool. so no this guy was like cartman's mom and it was just like have you made out with this guy and like everyone in the room was like well i mean everybody. Yeah. but <laughs> that's that's amazing yeah, yeah, it was it was cool. And um, yeah, all they did was kick him out of like the corporate housing because they're like, nice. you can't live here anymore. But, you know, come back to work, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <that. laughs> I don't know. It's just such a fucking weird time right now. It really is. It's really it's just that you never thought that like walking down your street would feel sort of brave and scary and strange all at the same time. I don't know. It's it's a very bizarre um, place to be in. And, and yeah, and just, and you know, when I go back and look at like my photos from like a year ago, just last summer, just at how normal things were. And like, you just had no idea. Um, I can't, I can't quite get past it. You know, there's all those jokes about like, you know, references that a time traveler from last summer would not get at all you know, of make sure to put your mask on before you go out or like, I don't know, all those other things that are just like, things are so completely changed. Um, I'm curious to think of like what the crowd thinks there, you know, guys weigh in in the comments there. Like, what have you noticed with your photography in the COVID world has changed? Because um, yeah, the, the time traveler mask thing like that, that's an interesting kind of take it's it's mass and i think like even with the vaccine coming masks are still going to be around for such a long time because like it's 
going to be a while, like a year or years before that that actually makes a big enough difference. We can absolutely raw dog hair again. Yep. Yeah. That's exactly. That's exactly it. That was a great way of putting it. (laughs) Well, so I came up with this one on the podcast last night, but I was like, the people that do the nose masking, you know, those are probably the same kind of people that like, you know, put a condom on and then cut the tip off of it and then (laughs) go in and they're like, I still got a condom on, right? This is safe. It's like, no, you don't. (laughs) It's the important part. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's probably gonna, it's gonna probably, um, yeah, JP, yeah, it's good for, good for ugly people. Um, but on you're that, not ugly, you're not ugly, JP, you're a handsome lad, and you take beautiful portraits. I don't know what JP looks like, but I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, well, but I was just... Well, you what he looks like if you go back into the archives and, um, you know... Yeah. Check out... And then, yeah, having a camera out and about a lot more obtrusive, other folks notice more, definitely. It's true, yeah. And there's just not many people out in the streets. So you really are like out there alone. Um, <laughs> Alexandria also um, got a kick. And this is just, just, I'm going to use that. Um, <laughs> we all miss raw dog. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I really hope my students are not watching right now. <laughs> Your students but, will be like, T-T, Miss Leslie, what, how, what's your favorite way to breathe the air? <laughs> I mean, and they're grad students, and I'm still horrified. At least I don't teach elementary school. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. No, I don't even remember. I, I had a point. I lost it somewhere in between all of that. Uh, something about herd immunity or something about... Um, oh, there's no herd immunity. That's Sweden's proved it works so well. Well, no, but we'll get it. We'll get it with uh, the vaccine, but it's going to take a long time, and we're going to be, we're going to. It's going it, to. It's just. It's where we got a long haul, another year or two at least, and um, it'll probably end up being like the seasonal flu. It'll probably just end up being a, a tamer thing because the people who survive will have some immunity either through the vaccine or through natural immunity. So the raw dog yeah. are too good to just leave one. We gotta capture those for posterity's sake. Mm. Yeah. Oh, but I had a thing about masks and, and being ugly. Um that's what I remembered. Okay. Was uh, just before I came on this, I was reading an article about um, how the people who are still eating in restaurants are the most horrible people in the world, not just because they're like, I'm going to go eat in a restaurant and possibly spread COVID. But there's now uh, something they're calling mas- masculine harassment. Um, it is it is male diners um, asking their wait staff, I need you to take your mask off so I can see how much to tip you. Wait, what? Really? Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. So not only are the wait, wait staff getting harassed, of course, for enforcing, you know, distancing and things like that, but then you just have assholes who are just like, uh, excuse me, miss, can you take your mask off? I need to know how much to tip you. I feel like anyone that actually does that the server should have like the total right to just punch them straight in the dick as hard yes. as they possibly can. 
I and then charge them double for their meal. So of course, and then you know, the people going out to eat regularly like don't care for other people. So you're just you're just seeing the worst, the absolute worst people of humanity. Well, see, like I I did go out before like the crazy lockdown happened again, but like. It was only to patios that were like really well ventilated to places yeah. that I trust and I knew the people and I made sure to tip well because like, you know. And you didn't, you didn't ask them to remove their mask. No. To, to, to see That's such a dick move. I mean, and I feel like those assholes will always find a way to be assholes. They're just, you know, right now it's about the mask. Um, on another day, it might be you know, harassing a, a humble lady street photographer. Um, That's yeah. whack. I know, it is. It really is. I don't but, like that. That makes yeah. me hate the world so much more. I know. Well, yeah, there, I mean, yeah. Maybe we shouldn't have indoor dining for a while. Well, and like, I... Yeah, indoor dining. It's so weird seeing that in Vancouver right now, all the indoor dining, because I'm like, ooh, like it's anxiety. Because I'm like, oh, I know. Oh, we're like breathing the same. It's like, at least with patios, like there's air. Circulating air. Yeah. Like, you know, never, I did not go eat indoors in Toronto at all. Um, And even the patios, I made sure to tip well because like those people were. Um, I know those people are working because they have to, like they need the money and like, yeah. I, yeah, it's a little scary. Um, but even it's, it's weird to think now about like, oh, you know, when the pandemic's over, like we'll be able to have things like be able to go to photo galleries and have like stuff exhibited in real life and I'll need to make prints rather than just having it be online. And then I'm like, I get a sense of anxiety thinking about <laughs> actually going into like a, a gallery space and I'm like but it's indoors and there are other people and we'll all be breathing in there yeah it's gonna, it's gonna take a while to like start seeing that stuff as normal everything's so scary it is it is um I don't like this new world yeah I don't I don't either like you know this I'm I'm done this ride now I'd like to it's, I'd like to get off and go back to right yeah I know it's yeah it's it's strange and I you know I feel like the novelty has worn off and like it's I you know working in healthcare um you know my my friends are joking like can we go back to being heroes can I be a hero again <laughs> no now I'm just like burnout and people are mean to me because I make them wear a mask when they go to the hospital <laughs> Well, yeah, like I, there was a meme. Where's my saw, flyover? Right? Yeah. Um, there was a meme I saw of like uh, this COVID doctor being like, so I was treating one of many of my COVID patients who said that it's so crazy that they got sick because they just had a big Thanksgiving dinner of 22 people and one person got infected and everyone tested positive from the dinner and it's like thanks i don't like rest at all yeah yeah i know yeah, yeah. anyway and even even in toronto like it's not as as publicized but like the icus are are pretty full and um it's way worse in the in some of the states where i've got students doing clinical rotations in the midwest and 
Like they are literally having to put people on planes and send them to hospitals like three states away because they're like, our ICUs are full. <laughs> I hear in Iowa, they don't have as many COVID cases. Maybe they can keep you alive and breathing up there. Um, Just don't die on the plane. Okay, bye. Yeah, yeah. And then expose the, the flight paramedics. Yeah, it's fun. That's cool. So, yeah. So, so yeah. Like fun COVID projects now that you're in like lockdown 2.0 for like your photography? Well, it's been tough because it's, it's hard to take good film photos in my apartment because I don't have good lighting. Um, Get a but... tripod. You have What's a that? tripod. I do have a tripod, but it, it, it just hasn't come out as right, you know, I don't have the right lights. Um, but I have, I have still, you know, taken my camera out with me. Um, when I go to see my horses and I'm pretty much alone and that's like an hour outside of Toronto. Um, so I've actually been doing a little bit more like nature photography, which is normally not my thing, but yeah, you know, go like, hate nature photography typically, you know, I don't like, you know, <laughs> there was a surgeon I worked with once and he like had must like, like $15,000 set up of like camera and lens and everything. And he's pointing to these prints on his wall. It's like, I took that. And I'm like, I could get that picture in like a $5 calendar, like January of like scenic Ontario. <laughs> um, but no, but, but kind of, I usually like to take pictures of people and, and cities and things like that. But um, going back to the Lomography, taking the purple out, and getting natural landscapes, shooting it at uh, like 100. Um, and uh, you just get wild colors. And it makes everything look like kind of this like radioactive, uh, like wasteland, even yeah. though it's like really lush and green and pretty and there's pools and stuff. And it's just everything is like, just looks wrong. And I'm like, oh, I like this. <laughs> This is not, this is not my dad's nature photography. <laughs> You're like, this looks dangerous. Yeah. This, this is looks perfect. real fucked up. I like it. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> this is why we're friends. This is so, but that's actually, you know, I realize, like I, I'm out there. I might as well bring a camera and, uh, you know, or just drive around. And, um, there's some weird places out in rural Ontario, like, um, mm -hmm. There's the there's the nudist camp up the road, so I've stopped and got a good photo of you up there. Hand yeah, yeah, uh, just up the road. It's called Bear Oaks. Okay. And yeah, it's I like a nudist. Get the pun there, Bear. bear yeah, oak. and they have a hand carved sign with a nice little little dick on it, and I just uh -oh. I just always think about whoever carved that sign. Were they just feeling like immense pressure when they got to the genitalia? Like, don't fuck it up. Don't fuck this up. But it's, as soon as they finished working on the tip, they probably felt immense relief. Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> so yeah, so getting a shot of that sign. There's also um, just any kind of rural place. And, you know, when I lived in the States and I lived in Colorado or, or New Mexico, there's some weird things that you would see out there. And I guess I haven't really appreciated weird rural Ontario enough. And I've started to see more of that um, during COVID because I'm, doing things by myself and going on more of, you know, long drives and just finding random shit and taking pictures of it. 
just just weird ass things you know like I really uh, want to explore more of northern ontario yeah there's some yeah shit up there yes i think carving yeah. penises is something everyone should experience at least once yeah but 2d or 3d you know how do you decide or both well i mean 3d it really should be 3d yeah i feel like wood versus 3d printing sort of the film versus digital version of that have you seen uh, those 3d printed dickasauruses No, I'm going to have to look that up. I was just impressed by the 3D printed Menorasaurus that I saw. It's okay, a T-Rex, so it's Menora. But it's, I will Google this. It's a T-Rex body, but like legs, but, and then it has the arms, but the body is a, a dick and it's like. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. so great. And the person that makes them had to put like, this is made with like sketchy plastic, not for internal use. <laughs> Of course, of course, you have to put that on there. Yeah, this is why we can't have Kinder Surprises in America. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Um, yeah. No, but yes, and also so much cool and creepy stuff in Northern Ontario. Get it. Yeah, so I'm I'm finding, you know, I'm finding those little pockets of weirdness. Um, and I, you know, speaking of weirdness, I think another thing that coming back to why film is it's just a it's just a community of weirdos. And um, that that is missing from my work life. It's a lot of really great people, but they're really pretty straight laced. Um, yeah. You know, so uh, it's good to be around people that appreciate strange, old, random things like old film cameras and then being like, oh, I hear there's like an abandoned factory. Do you want to go? Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> Let's go take pictures of it. You know, that's... Uh, yeah. Uh, when I when I did go to Idaho for for work for my training, um, I got some good photos there, although not not of the things I really wanted to get photos of because I was afraid of getting shot of like the, the actual like Nazi bumper stickers on cars and stuff in the parking lot of the Walmart where I stopped to pee. I, I thought I would maybe not risk it. But um, yeah, yeah, there's some quality things. R rural places are are, are strange and Ontario Ontario has its it's it's weird rural treasures and I think if anything the pandemic has taught me that it does and uh, Matt makes a point here there are also some pretty amazing opportunities for great photography in semi-rural Alberta and a binge of biggest things in super strange small towns and that's so funny yes. point, like when when we were driving across the country there was like world's best this or biggest that or greatest what that. about like, what about have you been to the big apple in coburg ontario it's just a giant no apple. no they, we talked about maybe going to there when we went to coburg but we didn't see the big yeah. but we did you, did you go to the coburg <laughs> jail attraction instead no we just walked along the beach and it was nice <laughs> And then there was like, I'm assuming it was a really beautiful house that belonged to white people. Because um, it was like, it was a semi-modest, fancy house. But they had this beautiful beachfront that was like, no trespassing, video surveillance. And they had this like array of cameras. And not just like a cheap, shitty nest or like yeah. buy off Amazon. But like these big honking, like fucking surveillance cameras 
with like telephoto lenses and shit on like them. Kremlin grade legs. <laughs> yeah. And then like we were there late enough that it started getting dark and there was just like bright ass like security lighting that came on. And it was just like, wow, these people really fucking don't want randos on their beach like dicks. That's a, that's a very private beach. <sighs> that's. I mean, if I. If I wasn't a person of color, I might have carved a dick front and center on there while flipping the bird. But, you know, I can't yeah. take those sorts I know. of I bet I could have done it, though. I would have done it for you. But Kat did oh, good. take a picture of um, she went across the border into the no trespassing zone and was like, check me out and let me take some Polaroids of that. So nice. that was kind of fun. That's I good. I appreciated that because, you know... Yeah. Um, but no, I've not seen that one in Coburg. But, <laughs> and Matt will get a kick out of this. In Fernie, British Columbia, there is the purported world's largest dump truck. <laughs> it's not. Let's just, like, we'll say it's not. Why, why are like, you? 20 years ago, when they put it there, it could have been, like, a pretty big truck for the time. Um, but Fernie's like, eh. Who's really going to look this shit up? It's bigger than an F-150. It's huge. <laughs> but the thing that was sweet, though, I went with uh, my best friend, Cohen, who's like, you know, one of my favorite camera homies, and he's the dude that, that made my book for me. Um, we're taking pictures of it, and this, like, fucking asshole kid comes up, and he's like, hey, hey, you know, that's not the biggest truck in the world, eh? <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, do you just, like, hang around the truck? <laughs> Tell people that's, it's not the biggest truck. And he's that's like, how he gets his. That's how he gets. Oh, yeah, he's like, it's just yeah. like disappointing people who take well, pictures of like, the truck. Yeah, I. Uh, oh yeah, sorry. It's Matt's right. It's in Sparwood, not Fernie. Um, but this kid's like, he's like, yeah, I work at the info center and I fucking hate tourists. So like, if I could just ruin their trip a little tiny bit, it just makes my day so much better. That's like the that's like the the archetypal like surly teenager. I feel like that's like Simpsons level. Like, oh, it's so good. I was just like, you know what? Do you want a portrait? And he's like, yes, I do. And uh, so I, I took a like, do you want it with the world's biggest jump truck? Yeah. So it is kind of in the background. Like I did that's this awesome. sort of like really sort of moody, like down low up towards the truck shot. Um, and uh, yeah, Canada's filled. Well, and I'm sure like America's filled with like all that sort of shit where it's like, oh, oh amazing this. Yeah, there was, I remember on my, at a drive when I lived in Colorado and it took you past this like giant, uh, like stag beetle that oh. some guy had built at like the end of his driveway, like giant. And I think he was advertising other large insects, if anyone dared actually go down that driveway, which I never did. <laughs> um, yeah, I, it, it's. I think there's, you know, and even in, in parts of Ontario, uh, especially when I lived in Eastern Ontario, um, there are a lot of signs that were like, get Canada out of the UN now. <laughs> like, it's just, there's some movement in Eastern what? Ontario to get Canada out of the United Nations. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of random shit out there, too. They're probably the same um, people that don't believe in masks, either. And Probably, yeah. yeah. It's, it's the pandemic, bro. Oh, I had to block someone on Facebook because she wanted me to watch Plandemic and then refute the whole thing. Bill Gates uh, is tipping you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, 
I just want to know, like, when I get the vaccine, um, does it come with the 5G in it? Or is that, like, a separate? (sighs) No, to get the 5G, you have to buy, like, a $2,000 iPhone. It doesn't come with the vaccine. (sighs) Damn it. I was hoping I could get all of my government control just in one quick shot. No, because they can't get your money out of you that way. That's true. I like it. So Matt says, that sounds like a great photography idea. Capture the moment of disappointment. That would be kind of funny if you could like... <laughs> like that was like, your niche. Yeah, that was... <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a pretty shitty person, but I don't think I'm like that shitty where I would like go out of my way to like... live Just for a photo project to be like... <laughs> but that would be a hilarious book. Just call it Disappointment. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Maybe I am shitty enough to do this because this could be a really good book. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. You know, what other ideas for books? I remember I had a teacher in high school and he wanted to, he pointed out that in our small town, there was this, this gas station. And if you went there at like sunset, it just had this most amazing view. Um, just if you stood in like just the right spot, like just at the right time or anything. And he was just like, you should make a book of like gas stations of America. And then I was yeah, like. Yeah, but if you do that, you can only shoot it on this Cinestill 800. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah but any of that. but Just the finest gas stations. Yeah, I don't know. But like, there's so many things you could do. You could do like, you know, rest stops of America or adult film stores of America or because there actually was one in the town where I grew up that had like a really scenic If you did that, you could call it Peep Show. Brilliant. Brilliant. Right? Look at this. Look at us. What come other books? Like, come on, let's uh, let's make more book on, ideas that we'll never ever disappointment. do. Yeah, so we got Disappointment. We got Peep Show. Um, what else can we do here? <laughs> I'm just, yeah, I know. In the beginning, I, I thought it would be cool to do like... Um, pandemic portraits you know like drive around and like take pictures of people in my house but like everybody had that idea yeah um, everyone but i feel like, and then sure. <laughs> but i feel like i feel like disappointment <laughs> just <laughs> you know get 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 like your your niece or something and and like tell her you're going to disneyland but then tell her that disneyland burned down or something <laughs> you know <laughs> or or even better, make like a fake Disneyland out of cardboard, like down the street, and then like drive there and be like Disneyland, and just have like pictures of her next to that. Yeah, it's like I again old workplace um, coworkers wanted to have a surprise birthday party for another coworker. Um, <laughs> JP is like JP has left the chat. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, man. You're the best. And uh, Matt says, so Meowsters of the universe, all pictures of cats in sweet armor. If you can get, keep the armor on the cats, uh, that would work. Yeah, um, that'd be kind of But amazing. no, this was this is my disappointment vignette, which is, you know, they, they were trying to get her to come over to someone's house to have a surprise party. Yeah. But they need to mislead her, you know, and not let her know what was happening. So they told her that she was going to get to go. One of our coworkers had her pilot's license and, and we're like, oh, you're going to go on a flight with Jenny. And she was like, oh, this is so awesome. I can't wait to go, like, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, we get to the house and she's like, 
what? She's like, I'm not, we're not going flying. And it was just the worst thing of like having the, the mislead be like less interesting than like a surprise party. <laughs> so, well. yeah. But yeah, there's tons of golden opportunities to surprise people. I'm, it might be something that I have to work on. And you, mm -hmm. I do have one pre-order, so that, that totally... Yeah, I know. I'm going to have to do it now. I think Instagram got rid of the one-hour time limit. Cause like, oh, yeah. What time you, is it now? It's like, uh, six, seven, eight. It's like 9.40. Wow. Yeah. Hey. So, I'm a pumpkin. Um, yeah, you're way past your bedtime. Like, I know, I know. I'm like an old person. Yeah, I get up and start working really early. But uh, this has been fun. It has been fun. And yeah. um, <clears throat> not that I want to shut it down, but like usually I do the hour because that's what Instagram makes me yeah. do. And, uh, well, but I appreciate all these people stayed with us. We've got Jason I know. and Wootography and Alexandria and Matt and Deb Tracy. Oh, my God, Deb Tracy. I love Deborah's photos. She's me too. I uh, I aspire to have more photos like hers. Like, we got JP and Johnny and Toyota Wolf. What's up, David or Kevin? Uh, oh, and then Knock for Sale. What's up? Um, I appreciate all of you hanging in tight uh, for the photography chat adventure. It's uh, been really cool to do this with everybody. Yeah. And uh, next week, I have Alexandria, also from Toronto, joining. Um, and I'm curious to hear about her uh, new darkroom setup. She's also done the uh, the bathroom. She's Ooh. my inspiration for the bathroom darkroom. That's bathroom. awesome. She's been rocking that out. And I want to know what's in her fridge, because she mentioned that she was checking out what was in, in the fridge. And we're supposed to trade some film um, when I get back she's got some sweet expired agfa that i want to get my mitts on and yeah. and it sounds like she she has some good stories about the the camera forums and uh yeah, yeah. yeah. jp's I, like universal healthcare gang huh well i mean <laughs> yes. if you didn't have a nazi at the helm you guys would be doing a bit better um but yeah. who knows the dinosaur yeah. might be able to get some socialism in there but probably not well maybe if we get out of the un then you know it'll Right, that's what's holding us back. Totally, totally. We, we All right, Paul. Well, it's been it's been good to enjoy your uh, sparkling wit, as usual. Yeah, well, I miss your face. Well, I've seen I miss, it, but, like I miss, I miss your, your face. And yeah. hopefully, one day we can go shooting again soon. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. Um, Alexander just said the Polaroid shot of her is on on the fridge. So. All right. Thanks, yeah. JP. You're great as well. And JP, I'm, you're the best. I'm sure you're quite handsome under that mask. He is a very handsome lad. I'm sure he would get excellent tips. He would get all of the tips. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, the thing is, I'm okay with Instax, too. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that Alexandria just called me out on this. She's like, I had to make sure it was a Polaroid, not an Instax. Yeah. Such a snob. I am a bit of a snob. Yeah. yeah you're the right kind of snob, though. Right? Just, but, like, nice at least, like, but I shoot the Instax with a Leica, so, I mean, that's... Oh, well, then, yeah. Then you're I fine. It. 
just a little bit. Just the yeah. tip. <laughs> <laughs> well, all um, right. Thank you everyone for tuning in. And yeah, this next week uh, for Alexandria, it's going to be a lot of fun. And um, then I'm going to do a year end wrap up with Brian Brooks um, just before Christmas. We'll take a bit of a break, but then I've already got people lined up into February for photography chat. So we're definitely going to have a second season of photography chat, but there's still two more episodes before the, 2020 continues for another ever. <laughs> 2020 forever. It's like the Rick and Morty adventuring with Rick and Morty forever. It's going to be 2020 forever. You know, Corona, Corona, you and me, Corona. It's, this is what's happening. Anyway, thank right. you. Everyone. Love you guys. All right. Thanks, guys. See you next week. It's been fun. All right. Bye. <laughs>